Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Warm up the grill, grab a beverage, and paint your face. What is that? I painted my face. You painted your face? Yeah. This is Danny and Dusty on Wildcard Week. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Danny and Dusty on 1080. Why? Well, you know, support the team. The Fan. Good afternoon! Happy Tuesday to you. What's up? Will Ortner's here. No Danny Morang. Uh, Jeff Rust is is here with us with his Charles Entertainment Cheese shirt on today. <laughs> the only grown ass man that I know who wears a Chuck E. Cheese shirt. Hey, he's my neighbor. Uh, excuse me, it is his full government name, Charles, Charles Entertainment e. Cheese. Charles Entertainment Cheese. That makes it okay for a grown up. Uh, how you doing, Russ? I'm doing great. How about uh, yourself? I'm doing great. Will Ortner, you you good over there? I'm still laughing about Charles Entertainment Cheese. <laughs> I, get it. I didn't know you were such a big fan of my neighbor. I had no idea. You live next to a Chuck E. Cheese? I do. I do live, uh, well, I live adjacent to a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> All right. So, kitty corner. Like, uh, 500 yards or more? Oh, it's, it's a good couple football fields. It would <laughs> it would take me about eight minutes to walk over there. Okay. Eight, uh, eight minute walk. Have you ever been to Chuck E. Cheese? When I was a child. No, like as an adult, being that no. close, have you ever been no. like, I, you know what I want? A $15 no. dollar do, do, do. beer and subpar cheese and... Go eat an edible and get wilded out by the animatronic <laughs> we'll band. Play whack-a-mole. <laughs> no. The way that I look... Wait, now I it sounds like a good Tuesday near. night. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No. Don't go to Chuck E. Cheese as an adult unless you have children. All right. Fair stay, enough. Stay... Far, far away. Yeah, yeah. I have not. I have dodged that bullet. I think my my children have been to Chuck E. Cheese three times. I have been none. Smart Ooh. man. Yeah, I've avoided all three. Yeah, I'm not sure that we've been there with our youngest yet. Yeah, because when COVID hit, she was three. <laughs> yeah, you didn't want to get in that ball pit, right? Uh, not during COVID times. Yeah. When when does the age limit stop on Chuck E. Cheese birthdays? Is it like I feel like 74. I remember four. <laughs> nice seventy four. <laughs> See, I feel like around like fourth or fifth you grade, break a hip when you get in the ball pit. <laughs> that's when you start going to other places. Fourth or fifth grade, I feel like that's when the birthdays were like, yeah, let's find somewhere different to go. Let's yeah. go to a Big Al's, a Dave and Buster's type. Yeah, I, kids are different though, man. Like uh, I think kids are different now. Like Chuck E. Cheese doesn't even have the allure that it that it once had. Because yeah, now you got like the trampoline joints. Yeah, Ooh. you know. Yeah, the defy. Was yeah, it defy? defy. I think. Yeah, and you got like the indoor skydiving Sky places high. too. I mean, uh, you you call them diving? you call them trampoline places. I call them compound fracture factories. Yes, there we go. Exactly. <laughs> high, There's a high reason they have you sign a waiver before you go in. I had a buddy who was an ambulance driver who yeah. was like, do we just park out like, I don't know, in the parking lot? Because we're going to end up there, you know, eventually. Right. And it's not because of the kids. Kids are bendy. It's an adult. It's <laughs> always the dad Absolutely. who is way too into it that gets hurt. <laughs> yeah, my seven-year-old, she's big on to like watching fail videos on YouTube lately. Yeah. And yeah, so a lot of them come up and it's just grown-ups doing absolutely some of the most stupid s you've ever seen like why are you do people trying to ride a hoverboard indoors yeah. and yeah it's just it's like really 
I could have told you this would happen before you I mean, got on there. I remember like when uh, when uh, it used to be called Sky High, right? Yeah. That, that place closed yeah. down. But Charter. back when it was that, like right out of college, it opened up. And like me and a few of my buddies, like we went there and like we were in shape. I walk into that place now and I'm like, Mm-mm, nope. nope, that is... <laughs> I know my body. I am not going to risk it. Uh, I will end up with a dislocated shoulder. Like, something's going to happen. It won't be good. And then I just watch my kids just, like, full send. And I'm like, God, those were the days. They don't care at all. There's going to be some kind of scorpion, and they'll be fine. Yeah. Like, there are no issues. They'll that's laugh. Right. They'll get up and laugh about it. Maybe if someone bonks heads, they'll have a little bit of tears. But that's it. Yeah. Just, like... I don't know how they do it, how they can bounce back so quick. I remember those days. I yearn for those days. They are so far in the rearview mirror. I don't yearn for those days at all. I was a big chubby kid. Stuff wasn't going well for me. Yeah, It wasn't going to be fun. I'll tell you what, though. uh, As a PE teacher now, because I do educate the youngs when I'm not here, there is nothing funnier than watching the kids try and figure out the big exercise balls. Yeah. And they always get in trouble because you can't just run and jump on it. But I always let them do it first, and then I get them in trouble. <laughs> Jeez, what? They don't get hurt. You just watch them go, and then you're like, "All right, hey." Well, you can see the look in the five year old's eye and yeah. know, like, he's the first chance he gets, he's gonna run and jump on top of that exercise ball like Superman. Yeah, he's gonna fall, hit the ground. Bye bye. I'll have to send him to the nurse, and then he'll have to sit out for a little bit, and then he can come back in. I have a. Uh... I have a few buddies that are like PE teachers, high school, middle school, you know, elementary school PE teachers. And the <laughs> the way that they talk about like some of the injuries that happen, it's like when you have when you open up the floodgates to kid get hurt, goes and says, I need ice. And then how many kids follow oh, yeah. up like, ah, oh, yeah, I need ice. He's like, <laughs> there's times where you're like. Do you really need ice? No. And the first one, you want to fight off for as long as I can. But then there's some of those undeniable ones where you're like, yeah, you're going to need some ice for that one. You you need some ice. I've also, the, the kids are getting smart. Mm. They have learned that if you say you have a headache because you hit your head, they automatically get to go to the nurse. Yeah, you can't mess around with the concussions. Can't mess around with the concussion. Now, can't do that. Is, can a five-year-old give themselves a concussion? Probably not. But if you say your head hurts to me as a substitute, straight to the nurse. I'm not messing around with that. I'm not Don't do that. I'm not getting a fine. I'm not getting a call from, you know, some angry parent. No. Hey, my kid said they have a headache. Nope. Straight to the nurse. Psst, you out. I sent like seven kids to the nurse one day because of that. Meanwhile, same class. When I was growing up, like I vividly remember like being at my like uh my preschool, it was at the old, all the old heads will know this one, the old Tannisborn Mall. They used to have a learning tree in, inside the mall. They had the movie theater in there. Yeah, that's, Sun, where the, that's Sunshine, where the Chang's Mongolian Grill was. Sunshine Pizza was in there. Yeah, yeah they had like a bakery. Well, there's also uh, my preschool. And they used to have like this viewing area where you could look at the playground. And I remember like playing football. It's like one of my earliest memories. Mm-hmm. And barreling my head down and I ran into a cement wall. <laughs> and I remember like laying on the ground, like looking up and being like, so that's what a concussion feels like. Like just see, <laughs> seeing like my first time ever then. seeing stars. And then I remember like, as the teachers were like dragging me back into like where the school area was, there was like these old guys who were watching and they were just laughing. And I remember just feeling that shame of like, yeah, they're laughing at me right now. <laughs> and that is one of my earliest memories that I have as a kid. Was but your... also how I know I wasn't concussed. Because I wouldn't remember that. Remember... I... I remembered it. Don't think that's how that works. I remember seeing the stars and them just dragging me. <laughs> and I was just like, I finished the day out of school. It was, uh, it was a good day of school. Like, Dusty... Times have changed. Dusty, what's three plus three? Seven. Yeah, I probably would have said that anyway. That's, That's true. <laughs> Can you even figure out if a five-year-old has a concussion? I don't think there is, like, uh, I don't know, just dilated pupils, maybe. That's why I send them to the experts. That's why they go to the nurse. Get out of here. I'm telling you, dude, Get in a 35-minute PE class, mm. seven kids. 
Yeah. Well, all went to the nurse. They all came up. I don't even think half of them hit their head. Just, Mr. Shorter, my head hurts. Nurse. <laughs> that's the nurse's problem. That's not my problem. I'm not determining if you can stay in school or not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, this is a good point on the Vancouver Ford text line. 503-864-6326. That's still concussed, Dusty. Yep. Still there. Still concussed. Brains are rattled. Brains are rattled. It's like when you used to play, like, Madden 05, and they'd be like, Peyton Manning concussion, out two quarters. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you used to deal with it back you know, then. You know, I re- like, recess, too. I remember on recess, there was, they, they used to call, I don't know what they call it now. I don't remember what we changed recess? the name to. No. Smear the, you know. Oh. Yeah. They changed that word the, that rhymes with fear. Yeah. Yes. They changed, like, and I remember there was, I'll never forget, Mr. Keller, sixth grade teacher. Like, so there were kids who were like, hey, let's play that. And he was like, whoa, 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 hey, you guys. And we were like, oh, man, we can't play that game anymore. He's like, you guys cannot call it that anymore. <laughs> like, it was like, mm-hmm. no, you guys can still batter your heads I- into each other. That is okay. We just got to call it by a different name. That's right. Yeah. And, which is fair. Like, that was totally fair. Absolutely. But the main concern for us was like, we don't care what this game is called. Like, we didn't even know what you that meant. You don't know at that age. We had no idea. But it was like, you guys just can't, you guys cannot call it that anymore. We're like, oh, we thought you were going to tell us we can't play anymore. We'll call this game whatever we want. Wait, were you but, guys allowed to tackle? Oh, absolutely. At recess? Yes. Yeah, that's long gone. Yeah, that's gone. That like, was gone by the, the time I was. A those kid. are the times are different. The times are different. We also used to play, uh, you know, the game uh, Peg, right? Peg. Yeah, but we used to play with wall ball. So you play wall ball, and if you lost that wall ball, it wasn't just that you lost and you had to go get in the back of the line. You had to go and you had to stand against the wall, and whoever beat you just got to hum that ball right at you. That sounds like welts and ping pong. Yeah, that's right. The same same kind of thing. Yeah, you you you're not allowed. They to play got that. to just peg you with the ball. They don't even. Play. <laughs> Them's the rules. Like not only did you, like we were, and this sounds like I'm like, it was, the ultimate like. You lose, you're not getting the participation trophy. You're going to get, lo- you lost and you got shamed on my playground. It was a different time back then. No, there's. None of that is happening like anymore. The, none of the games anymore are called dodgeball. Now, they all have dodgeball elements to them. Yeah. But they're not dodgeball. Also, softer balls. Uh, it is funny watching, mm. like, probably second and third graders uh, play the new. So, the new version that I always play is Dr. Tag, right? Because it involves the scooters. So the way this game... <laughs> you want to talk about broken fingers. Dude. The way that this game works is you have the softer dodgeballs, like little Nerf balls. But then once you get hit, you have to have the doctor. The doctor comes and saves you. So the game never is never ending. You just keep going, 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 going. Right? But same rule. You can't cross that midcourt line. The amount of second and third graders that I've seen that have thrown a ball mm. and then just stared with their head across the line and get absolutely drilled with the Nerf ball... It's staggering. So I can only imagine, because I'm sure that when you were a second and third grader, probably pretty similar. When I was a second and third grader, probably pretty similar. Throw the ball, stare. Mm. Imagine what would happen to those kids with the rubber balls. Yeah. What what you had to go through in your day. (laughs) (laughs) They cry when the Nerf ball hits them now. What would happen with the rubber ball? Then you just get uh, all of the rubber ball. Like, I remember... In there was a there was a time where we started transitioning to towards the the foam Nerf balls, but every now and then, like the teacher, it would be like, I I would like when I thought of it at the time, it was like, hey, all right, teacher's having a good day. He's gonna let us play with the rubber balls. I looking back on it now, I'm saying I'm thinking that PE teacher is probably having a bad day, and was like, you know what, you know what'll cheer me up. Rubber ball dodgeball. Rubber That's ball what's going to cheer me up because that sound, that that thud, and then the bing, like has a little point to it, right. bouncing off kids, probably made him chug. And I remember there were a few of them where you'd look over and you'd be like, am I in trouble for this? And you'd be like, oh, oh, oh no, you can't do that. No headshots. You're still in. You're still in. No headshots. Dude, hey, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes the teams are unfair in dodgeball. Yeah. And uh, the kids that annoy me or make me mad, sometimes they end up on the worst team. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Butts up. That's what 
that that's what the wall ball game was. Some people called it peg because you'd peg the person with the ball. Others called it butts up. Butts that up. yeah yeah where you just I mean you lose that wall ball that thing was humming humming. See we played we played wall ball but there was no there was no butts up. Well no it's not it's not it's just a punishment for losing. If we're being quite honest, <laughs> all butts up was was a punishment for losing, for losing. wall ball. It was then, really... then you got your welt on your back and to sit in the back of the line until that thing, and then you got your revenge later. So it was really just an excuse for kids to hit other kids without getting in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be basically. I got kicked out of a recess because I kind of played a version of that. Did you? See, you're... you're you, you, yeah. Mm, it took a lot to stand on the wall at recess. Mainly four-letter words. Not a four-letter word. Uh, someone scored a basket on me in basketball, so I took the ball and I threw it at their face. Well, that might do it, too. Well, it sounds like that was fair game as long as you were playing butts up, apparently. Yeah. I mean, well, as long as they are against a wall, facing that wall, and not looking at you when you throw the ball at them, <laughs> all's fair. Oh, he was looking. Oh, man. Caught it right in the teeth. Yeah. Gosh. I think uh, we changed the name of the football game to Last Man Standing. I think was the was Last Man Standing. Yeah, whoever had the ball, you know, Last Man Standing. I don't know what they play at recess anymore. Cause like every once in a while, I'll make my way out there just to you know. Sometimes uh, look. By the way, substitute teacher Will Ortner. If you did not know, right? Not substitute a, teacher Will Ortner. Not a, yeah. I'm not just going out to recesses for the fun of it. Yeah, that um, is uh, very creepy. Who's the large man with the beard? Who's the bald guy that just hangs out at recess? Yeah, go get him, Johnny! 500 time. Uh, Why is he always all-time QB? Uh, no, I'll make my way out there just, you know, sometimes light staff or whatever. Mm -hmm. None of the games they play make sense to me. Can't figure it out. Really? They're not well, really playing. They're just running around. All right, I got to get to the... This is a question that I have because uh, my kid... Just turned seven last Friday. We had his birthday. He's really into Pokemon now. Yeah, it makes sense. Does anybody know how to actually play the game Pokemon with the cards? No. Do, does anybody? No. Like that, just... That's a blanket question. Please, if, if no. you do and you can explain it to me, you can text. But I was like, he's got all these cards now from Christmas and his birthday because he's really into it. And holy smokes, I got in the wrong game because... We're looking up some of these cards. You can make a lot of money. He's got, like, his first pack, he had, like, a card that's worth $400. He's got multiple cards over $100. Like, I'm I'm sitting there going, what in the world is... Go Gosh, meanwhile, I've got eight boxes worth of worthless, worthless baseball cards from the <laughs> 80s and 90s sitting in my garage. And I'm, my wife's like, are we going to get rid of these? I'm like, hey, no, 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 we got to hold on to them. Eventually... There's a Jeff Kent rookie card in there. That's going to be uh, big. That... That was my retirement. I believe if we hold on to them long enough, our kids can retire off of those cards that we have there. Eventually, they will be worth something. We just got to hold on to them for long enough. Uh, so everybody else, get rid of your cards. But he's got cards that are all the wor all, all worth like 400 bucks now. Yeah. I don't know if anybody plays the game. I don't think there is a game. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, I think there's a game to it. Yeah. I don't know. I never got no into idea what that means. Uh, it's same idea. Okay. Anime, Japanese card game. All right. Same idea. Okay. Um, I never got into it, but I like the Vancouver Ford text line on here. It said, keep all the Charizard cards. I think there's a couple of Charizard cards that are worth like millions of dollars. So we, we, we were talking about this at Christmas with my, with my in-laws and my brother-in-law was there. And like, he was super, like I missed Pokemon altogether. I think one, I lived like, it's too far 90s. in the country. It's late. <laughs> and 90s. I was like, yeah, I was a little like there were kids that I knew that were into it. Like once I got to middle school and I was like, oh, you lived in a neighborhood. None of the kids Nerd. in my elementary school were into it. Um, so I never got into it. But my my brother in law did. He's a little bit younger. And so he's talking with Ben and he's like, yeah, I got, you know, three. I think he said like holographic. Yeah. Charizards from Charizard, whatever. From 1999. He goes, there's somewhere in our binders out there. And I looked it up, and the last one sold for like nine grand. And he's got three of them. Oh, yeah. Like, we were all looking at each other like, yeah, all of a sudden we need to go out and find 
in all this storage that my in-laws have, we need to find these cards. All of a sudden, you're a big time. So the most expensive Pokemon card ever sold is a Pikachu Illustrator. Sure. $1.275 million. That's incredible. I don't know what that means. Oh, he might have sold it later for $4 million. Yeah. yeah. Pokemon cards. Good investment? I don't know. Pokemon cards going that way Pokemon right now. Pokemon cards, the new Bitcoin. Yep. All right. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Okay. Well, we got a lot of texts coming in on the Vancouver Ford text line. We got some sports that we'll get to today, too. Um, I appreciate the guy who explained butts up to me. Like, I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you were pretty lost on what butts up was. No. I was we got it. Well aware. I just played heads up. All right. It's good to know that nobody plays that game, so I don't have to figure out how to do it. Um, all right. We got uh, a lot of NFL news notes. We have another firing in the NFL today. Mike Vrabel, he gone of the Tennessee Titans. That is a huge miscalculation by the Tennessee Titans, in my opinion. Yep. We'll discuss that, plus another big injury heading into Super Wild Card Weekend. But where we got to start this bad boy off is the national title game. Michigan ends it with an exclamation point. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Wildcard Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. People don't talk about this enough, but Sunday Night Football's theme, Carrie, Carrie Underwood, it's ripped off the beat of this. Hey, Jack. Joan Jett. Jett. Joan Jett is greatness. This song kicks ass. Joan Jett is greatness. This song is going to be... Played oh, when I yeah, work out Sunday today. night, you know? Oh, yeah, 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 you know, the Sunday there. Night Football? yeah. yeah. This is going to get played when I work out today. I love this song. I do not picture you as a guy listening to this while you work out, but you're a man of mystery at this point, Will. It's a lot of uh, what have I heard recently, and yeah. then it just kind of gets thrown mm. on there, and Perfect. then it's a it's a random shuffle. All right. Marvin Gaye was yesterday. We have a new national champion in college football. The Michigan Wolverines knocked off the Washington Huskies 34-13. to in a game that it had its moments, but where it was tight, but Michigan dominated that football game. 
from start to finish. And uh, the, the team that was undefeated had a chip on their shoulder. Their schedule wasn't tough enough. Their coach had been suspended two different times. They had stolen signs. At the end of the day, Michigan ended up being the best team in all of college football. Well, it's, and I texted you this, and I know we predicted UW to win this game, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people that predicted UW thought the same thing. Michael Penix was going to be able to overcome the flaws in this UW team, right? Michigan was the better team, but Michael Penix the greater yeah. player, so therefore they would come through and win. When you looked at this game, and we talked about it yesterday, if UW was going to struggle, it was going to be because Michigan got pressure on Michael Penix and made him normal, made him human. Yep. And the defensive line from Michigan, yep. all the way from Mason Graham, Chris Jenkins, just blew up the center of that Husky offensive line and got after Penix, and he was never comfortable in the pocket. And that's why you saw so many missed throws all game long on throws that he hadn't missed all year, and that was why Michigan was able to win this game. They got pressure from their D-line, and Penix had to get rid of the ball before he wanted to, and he wasn't able to look downfield because he was worried about getting hit. And the minute that that happened, the entire game was over. It was in Michigan's hands. Uh, that was my key to the game, right? If I said if this game goes sideways for Washington, it is because, one, J.J. McCarthy does not have to win the game. He and didn't. they absolutely punished Washington up front. The linebackers were on their heels early in the game because they were kind of worried of the balance that Michigan poses to you in the attack. One thing right out of the gate that was abundantly clear was... The Michigan Wolverines were going to run off that left tackle all game long. Yep, that duo scheme. Mm-hmm. They went straight at Brandon Trice or uh, Brandon Trice. They went to that left side, and they the first series that's all they did was mm-hmm. they pounded the ball to the left, and then boom, forty one yard touchdown by Dylan Edwards, and that got the kind of avalanche started. You saw that they were on the 46-yard Edwards touchdown, the second touchdown of the game. They were setting up to go left. Linebackers flowed, got out of that lane, and then boom, he cuts it back, and there was nobody there. Okay? Mm -hmm. It was a clinic up front from Michigan's offensive line. It was. Washington did adjust, and I give them a ton of credit because you can fold up the, the cards and you can push it and say, this game ain't going our way. They fought back. And there was, there's always kind of been this never quit mentality from from the Washington Huskies mm-hmm. because you have the best quarterback in the country, you have or one of the best quarterbacks in the country, right. you have the best receiving core in the country. They will keep you in a game and they can close that gap for you. What Michigan was able to do in the trenches, it it was like a a wet dream for Jim Harbaugh. That mm-hmm. is exactly how he wanted to win that football game. And they did not need J.J. McCarthy to throw the football. Eight passing attempts in the first half was too much for J.J. McCarthy. Right. The the one drive where they go three and out, J.J. McCarthy threw the ball two times. What they were doing, it was a clinic on offensive line play because when you have a defensive lineman like Braylon Trice, the best way to neutralize him is to run at him. Mm-hmm. Make him make the wrong choice so the way that duo play works is they are trying to run that ball off tackle at braylon trice the defensive end for uw they are going to let braylon choose which side he wants to be on the tackle or the guard whoever he is lined up against is going to fit him square if braylon wants to go inside he's going to block him down inside they will run to the outside if braylon wants to run and fill to the outside, he will fill to the outside, and they will run inside. All that Edwards was doing was basically letting Braylon choose where he wanted to be wrong. Yep. Did he want to be wrong inside, and or did he want to be wrong outside? And the minute that Braylon would choose, Edwards would go the opposite way. And the eye discipline early it's, in the game... It's simple, but it's very hard to do. Right, but when you have such a good player on the defensive line like that, let him be wrong. 
Let him choose the wrong choice. He can't be right. He can't play both gaps because if he tries to, he's going to get knocked completely off the ball Mm -hmm. by that Michigan offensive line. And so what they did is, hey, pick. Do you want to go inside? Do you want to go outside? And then we're going to have our running back read off that and kill you. And the eye discipline from UW's linebacking core was horrific in that first quarter. The reason those runs were big, initially they were stopped. Trice would pick his side, Edwards would go opposite, everyone would fill in inside where Edwards was going, Edwards would see that, he'd take a jump cut, go to the outside, and then he was gone. They did not play gap sound football, and Edwards made them pay because he found where the open gap was. It was it, a clinic. It was a clinic up front, and they bullied him for 303 yards. You, you, you saw the graphic put up that... You know, 134 was the average yards per game that Washington's defense was was giving up. They got that in the first ha- quarter and a half of that football game. 174 rushing yards in one quarter. It was incredible. It was a clinic that the Michigan Wolverines put on. But that wasn't the whole story because they Washington, they had their chances. And as good as Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards and J.J. McCarthy were at running the football, the Washington Huskies still had a shot in that game. Yeah. And this is this one's going to sting for a really long time because of missed opportunities and not missed calls. We'll get to that after Rust with SportsCenter. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is a Wild Card Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, uh, Michigan tramples all over Washington in the college football championship game last night. 34-31. But that game was a lot closer than the final score would indicate. Um... Although Michigan did control that football game, it it always felt like they were in control of it. Washington had their opportunities. And Kalen DeBoer, after the game, he talked about the missed opportunities that came in that game. We had had some self-inflicted wounds uh, that that we did to ourselves. You know, just uh, some penalties, uh, you know, some plays that we are usually going to be making. We just didn't quite make them. It's not like anyone's not trying. I mean, they're giving everything they had. I could see it. And uh, I can tell in the locker room that they left it all out there just by the pain that they're going through. And, you know, that's, again, there's a piece that where Michigan did some things as well. You know, obviously a very good football team. You know, it's not every penalty that matters. It's kind of when those penalties matter as well. And I think a lot of those, you know, false starts or the holding calls, they came in those critical moments in those critical times. And... When he says those self-inflicted wounds, you know, he mentions penalties. There's that one holding penalty on the big completion to Adunze that all Washington fans are upset about. <laughs> it was a rough day for that right tackle. It was, but at the same uh, at the same token, you sit there and you look at it and you go, "Was it holding?" He was outside of his frame. You saw the yank down. It looked worse in in live than it was on the video replay because it looked like he reached outside of his frame. He jerked down. The player kind of turned and he sold it. He also shoved him from the back too. Yeah. Could have got a block in the back as well. But in the flow of the game, we hadn't seen a lot of those. But again, I'll go back to in real time, 
it looked a whole lot worse than it was. Right. And it's a, it, it's a call that dems the brakes. It's holding. There's holding on it literally every single play. Right. But it, it, it's also a call that's going to get called every time. As an offensive lineman, you're taught to hold in tight. Mm. When you're run blocking, you want to pull the guy into you so that you can hold him so no one can see it. Because if you're holding inside that framework, right on the outside, basically your armpits down to the bottom of your pecs, right? Yep. If you're holding in there, they're never going to call that. Because they're never going to be able to see it. The minute your arm gets extended, it's the same thing with pass interference from an offensive player. The minute the wide receiver extends their arm, everybody can see it. It's obvious. Yep. It doesn't matter whether it was a good hold or a worthy hold or not. It's the same thing with the holding penalty that he got called for later because he got off late on the snap, right? Mm -hmm. On that fourth down when they finally get a defensive PI call and it gets negated because the same right tackle got off the ball late. Yep. And what did he do? He threw his arm out there and he wasn't moving his feet the way he needed to be moving his feet. And it's going to get called every time. When you're an offensive lineman, you are taught to never extend your arms. The minute you extend your arms, if you have any jersey grab, any cloth at all, it's going to get called. Yep. I hate when teams blame officials and penalties. The The officials weren't out to get UW. They, they're not out to get Michigan. Actually, if they were out to get any team, it would be Michigan. You <laughs> think the NCAA wants America's team to win? After what eight games of suspension for your head coach? They don't, America's team. They don't want. They don't want Michigan America's to win. Team. They don't want America's team to no. win. They would have wanted you dub. They they that game wasn't Look, sold. And it this is cheap. this is the thing. There were holding calls, and I know the screenshots are going on. Like, oh, look at what Michigan was getting away with. That's college football. That is football. Period. Right. Instead of looking at those, I, I say. That holding call on the Adunze pass, sure, you can be upset about that. But also, look at when the first scoring drive, when you have to settle for three instead of seven because Michael Penix on a ball that he delivers a strike all year long, sails high. Look on the uh, fourth down earlier or later in the game, I think on the very next drive, where Adunze, or two drives later, when Adunze, the safety vacates towards the middle, right. Adunze takes it skinny up the seam because he had an option route on that, right? But if the safety vacates that hard, you hold that thing skinny and you deliver it on the run in stride. Penix throws a corner. Could Adunze have bent it out a little bit further? Yes, but he's so wide open, you don't have to have that ball on a line. Just put it Just on him. Just get it out there. And he makes a play, and he's off to the races, right? Right. Now, there, there was a little bit of a miscommunication, but when the safety vacates that hard... You say, I'm not running a corner. I'm running basically a seam at that point mm -hmm. because the safety was gone. He disappeared. It was miscommunication by Michigan. It was, and it was a miscommunication by Penix and Adunze. Mm -hmm. Look at those opportunities instead. There were drop balls, there were missed throws by Michael Penix Jr. that we hadn't seen all year long. We'd said this all season. When it comes down to it, when everybody in the stadium knows where the ball is going, Penix and Adunze find each other. They were unable to do that last night. Right. And, like, like, look at those, because those opportunities, those are the ones that you sit there and you go, nothing would have stopped them at that point. They, those are points on the board at that point. Well, because Instead of the in... hold call that could have, you know, got you would have gotten 15 yards out of that and you have another first down, that would have been helpful for you, right? right. But there's no guarantees you're scoring. Those two plays, that's that's six points apiece that are on the uh, taken off the board. Right. Well, I mean, the Odunze play puts it into a one-score game. You score right before halftime. Yep. That game goes into halftime tied in a game and, you and had no Washington business. Washington gets in. the ball back to start the second half. And I and I forget which drive it was, but there's a there's another drive later on in the second half where Penix has to take the he takes the check down. Because he's worried about getting hit. And I'm going to keep beating this drum, and I'm going to beat the dead horse, and it, and it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. This is the first time all year that a team got consistent, consistent pressure on Michael Penix. There is a reason this UW O-line won the Joe Moore Award. Because they were yeah. the best offensive line all year long. But when you go against a defense like this Michigan defense that is, has dudes and has players 
on all three levels, from the defensive line to the linebackers to the DBs. And you have DBs that, for the majority of the game, were able to stick onto these UW receivers and make every throw difficult. That was something that you hadn't seen all year. And then you had a defensive line that wasn't just getting pressure on Penix, because I thought it was going to come from the edges, which it did. Nope. But it came from right up the middle. And that's the worst spot for a quarterback yep. to have pressure because he sees it. It is right in his face. He sees the pocket collapse, and there's nowhere for him to go. He has to roll back. And Penix is not the most mobile quarterback because of his injury history. Because they were able to get that pressure on Penix, Penix started getting rid of the ball much sooner than he would have in years past, and he missed guys. There were guys that were open in the seam when Michigan would go into that cover two look, and they'd have both their safeties dropping in the middle of the field. You want to attack that middle right where the linebackers are, right where Westover. Westover should have had a huge game. But Penix missed him because he was so worried about getting hit that he would dump the ball off to McMillan and to Polk, where they were in tight coverage. And you got to give gr- great guy. credit to Michigan too on that. Is they're sure tackling. Saint still was in, he had one where McMillan. If McMillan breaks out of that tackle in the first quarter, he is off to the races. That's that that is a big play. Yes, he. It was the best arm tackle I've ever seen. It's not you're not going to put yeah. any film on it. Like, hey, this is how we want to tackle it. Uh, uh-uh. uh. It was an all arm tackle, and he just willed Jalen McMillan down. I said this yesterday, heading into that, and I think that it, this is a good point to kind of uh, visit. Is I thought Michigan's interior against the guards and center mm-hmm. of Washington was going to be where that game was won and lost by Michigan. They want it there. Those guys need their flowers because they did something the Huskies were unable to do. Next on the fan. This is a wild card week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by George McCoy at WarrenAllen.com. On 1080 The Fan. All right, still unpacking this national title game between Michigan and Washington. What a fun game it was, though. It was great, man. It was fun. And, like, the final score looks a lot more egregious than what it really was. Yep. But the part that's funny about it, at the same time, I never felt like UW was in it. As close as it was. Michigan controlled it. Michigan controlled it. And they never gave UW the reins. But it was a lot closer than what it looks like. It's it's a weird two things are true at the same time. It's a weird paradox. Look, uh, we we can be quite clear and honest about kind of where the ups and downs were for for Washington too. And in Tula and Tala were two guys that need to had big games. And I thought, um, I thought Alfonso Tupatala at the beginning of that game, he was one of those guys that he was just a hair slow on his reactions and that led to big runs for um for Michigan. And that look, that's football, man. That's what happens. I thought what was incredible was how well he was able to adjust and they really did the r- rushing numbers were insane for Michigan in that game. But outside of that, you know, first quarter where they just were springing them left and right, they did settle into a nice little groove and it was because guys like Tupatala were making plays. They were on their toes and not their heels. There was, right. at the beginning of the game, it was reactionary, and they were on their heels, and Michigan was just running downhill. There was that. There was a good swath of that game, though, where it was equalized until J.J. McCarthy started pulling the ball and holding those linebackers back a little bit more because I, I thought the adjustments were good by Washington. They were enough. Mm-hmm. It was, again, coming down to executing the big plays offensively that could have kept that game closer or closed that gap into a, a tie at certain points where they just, as Kalen DeBoer said, self-inflicted wounds. Yeah, 100%. When you look, and and we've talked about it a little bit, but Chris Jenkins, I believe, is the X factor in what helped win this game. Mason Graham as well, but Chris Jenkins is the one that I'm going to key on because... He was the nose guard and defensive tackle that went up against uh, the center for the most part for the Huskies. Now, the Huskies center is a slightly undersized offensive lineman. They have him listed, I believe, at like 290. They said he was playing at 278 in that game. Wow. 
Chris Jenkins is 340. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how much of a workout warrior you are. When you have a 60-pound difference, you are going to struggle. Mm -hmm. There is a reason that there are weight classes in boxing, in UFC, in MMA. You can be the best light weight, whatever, fly weight, straw weight, whatever fighter. If you have to go against the fifth best heavyweight, you're going to get dominated because Mm -hmm. they can just use that size and let it wear you down and beat on you. And that's what Chris Jenkins did this whole game. On the play where he goes in the backfield and he helps create that sack, he literally forklifts the offensive lineman from UW, throws him to the ground, Mm -hmm. and then just hauls ass to Penix. That that, That sack was like the backbreaker. For you, Dub, it completely changed how Penix played that game, and that is something that we needed to kind of talk about as like an offshoot of this. Is Michael Penix Jr. had not gotten hit all game long mm-hmm. or all season long? He gets touched up in that game. Just and we talked about this yesterday. The second half of the Oregon game up in Seattle, he got hit, and that changed the game. And if you want to look at where some of the scouts are are grading Michael Penix Jr. down. Look no further than that, right? Mm-hmm. Is that you are going to get hit. You are going to get touched up. The pocket is never going to be as clean as it was all season long. And maybe that is what the NFL evaluators are saying. I look at his accuracy. I look at the the arm strength, his ability to um, make quick and decisive reads. I still think Michael Penix Jr. is a very good quarterback. But that may be where, where teams are knocking him because he started getting hit. And all of a sudden, he looked like a different quarterback. But as we were talking about yesterday heading into that game, I said that those three defensive tackles, who, by the way, they play a two-tackle scheme defensively. They have a four-man front. They rotate them all. They had three guys that were honored on the All-Big Ten uh, postseason awards. Mason Graham, Chris Jenkins, and uh, Kenneth Grant all were All-League. They only play two at a time. Three of them were all all conference in the Big Ten. They are loaded up front, and that is They're young. And that is the thing that you sit there and you look at with Michigan and and how they won that football game. Their edges, the tackles, I thought did a, a good enough job against uh, the edges. Rosengarten had uh, you know those two holding calls mm-hmm. at right tackle, but. It's offensive line. I'll never criticize a guy for for having a holding call on the edge, especially when you're going up against those freaks on the outside that Michigan has. But it was on the interior where that game was won for the Michigan Wolverines. And those three defensive tackles were able to not just make it a stalemate, but get those offensive linemen on their heels throughout the course of 60 minutes. Something Washington was just unable to do to Michigan's offensive line on the flip side. No, because you have there's no com- combative to that. You can't no. change. You can't move something around. Physics. If man. they are dominating you in the middle of your offensive line, Penix is going to see that. It's right in front of his field of vision. When he's going through his reads, he can see that. Yep. And the minute that he saw that, the minute he saw that there was going to be pressure on him, he completely changed as a quarterback. And and here's the thing for Penix. Most quarterbacks are like that. There's only one or two in my eyes that I can remember who didn't care that they were coming at them. One, Josh Allen, because he's kind of dumb, coming right at him up the middle. And the other one was Tom Brady, because Mm -hmm. he knew where his hot route was at all times. And in this game, you saw Michael Penix for the first time become mortal, because he was getting pressure right up the middle. And you said this yesterday, Dusty. You said that the... The fact that the undersized guards and centers at UW hadn't hurt them yet was surprising to you. It finally caught up. Yep. You had three interior defensive linemen that were stronger than UW, that were faster than UW, and they were able to get pressure. And yes, the secondary for Michigan played a great game. We've yep. never seen a secondary stick like glue to Odunze, McMillan, and Polk all game long. But this crew did. But when they messed up and they had blown coverages, aside from the one Michael Penix missed to Romo Dunze, I felt like Penix missed because he had pressure in his face. Yep. Yep. And look, every quarterback is uncomfortable when that pressure comes up the middle. Vancouver Ford text sign, when Brady lost, though, it was because the pass rush came up the middle and got him. 
Yeah. That, yeah, any quarterback. If there's nowhere to step up to, mm-hmm. impossible uh, to, unless you're Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes, those guys who get out on the edges and can Josh Allen, the, you get on the edges and you can sling it freelancing. Right. Any quarterback though, even those guys, it screws your rhythm. It screws your rhythm uh, tremendously. And he handles it the best. He handled. He's retired. He handled it the best. Yeah. But when he lost, that's correct. Yep. That's what teams did to him. I like. We got a few texts on the Vancouver Ford text line uh, on Dan Lanning, prominent on the broadcast. Dan Lanning was as Ducks are going to the Big Ten, saw Washington twice. Uh, I thought it was interesting to see him as as much as we did, and he, how he commented on halftime, like, "Hey, this is what defensive line is supposed to be played like." You know, there's mm-hmm. Washington holding. And look, it wasn't a shot at Washington per se. It's every offensive line, but. Washington had gotten away with. I know Coug fans were like, "Oh, you Washington fans complaining about holding calls, huh?" And they had the screenshot of you know in the, the Apple tackle Cup where yeah. there's like three guys being held on the on the game clinching play for U Dub. But it's like uh, you know that is when you have an offensive line that every offensive lineman holds every, every single, single one, one on every single play, and you're taught but how to when you don't get away with it. Boy, is it pronounced. Yes. <laughs> and it finally caught up. It finally caught up. And, you know, that's not a, 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 to discredit anything Washington had done all season long. It was just they got them in the got those calls in the wrong times in the on the biggest stage, which is the national championship game. Uh, Michigan is the national champ, though. And now it's the. Sorry, you mean America's team? It's. What is up with that chair over there? America. Whoever is in that chair just wants to just start spouting like, off on America's team. America's team. Yeah, no, I, no. Danny calls the Raiders America's team. The we got Orton over there America's calling him Michigan no. America's team. What sorry, are we doing? Sorry that here? I'm a patriot and I support America. <laughs> no one was more excited than when we beat Sweden in hockey than wow. I. Oh my gosh! USA, right. USA, USA. <laughs> How dare you puke on USA, you commie? <laughs> well. There's, they aren't looking for a head coach. There's nothing more American yeah, than they will cheating. Be and oh. uh, is this a tainted title? Next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 